0: So hello, everyone, and welcome to another in FIBA's podcast series. Today, we're going to be talking about compliance, compliance leadership, and the challenges compliance leadership has in bringing issues to the bank executive office, the C-suite, and the board of directors. As we know, uh, for those of us who are or have been compliance officers, uh, we are a cost center. And we're always challenging everybody to try and do the right thing. And sometimes there's a little tension and a healthy tension is good with the business line in our compliance function and being able to comply with all the regulations that have come out. You know, this last year and a half with COVID, uh, our regulators, Washington, Congress have all been very busy in issuing new guidance and new regulations and even new laws that we have to deal with and we have to educate our leadership in these matters so that they understand the importance. So we're going to have an interesting conversation and look forward to hearing the views of our special guest. So now I'll turn it over to our moderator, Harry Cup. He is the Foreign Correspondent Bank Risk Manager at SunWest Bank and also the Chair of FIBA's, uh Next Gen Committee. Harry? Thank you,
1: David. So as David mentioned in our series of podcasts, uh, we have a very interesting one today. And we have a very interesting guest. Um, our guest is Alexander Fordich. He is the BSA AML OFAC officer. Um, and today we will be discussing a very important topic, uh, a topic that is very, I find very interesting, very important, uh, which is leadership, leadership in compliance. Uh, we're always talking about regulations and what we must do to meet expectations. But, you know, part of us being able to do that really is us being able to lead our teams and understand that if we don't have a strong team from a risk management perspective, we won't be able to comply with our requirements, what our regulations require, and we won't be able to attract top talent. So Alex, um, if you'd like to make a brief introduction of yourself.
2: Sure. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on. Um, I appreciate the invitation. Um, Harry, David, thank you for the intro. those of you that don't know me, yes, my name is Alexander Fordage It's okay to call me Alex, by the way. Um, I've, been in, uh, I've been in banking since I was probably like 18 years old, so 20 plus years, obviously. Um, and I've, um, I've managed to also, probably since I was 18 years old, uh, managing since I was probably starting in the, in the grocery store industry as a customer service manager. Uh, through the years, I've developed in uh, different financial industries, I've also then um, obtained masters. I have an MBA from Nova Southeastern University, and most recently, I completed my Juris Master's degree at Florida State University. Uh, I'm currently working at U.S. Century Bank, uh, as Harry mentioned, as the BSA AML officer, um, and I've been here for about eight years, almost going on nine years. Um, so when it comes to management and leadership, I've been able to experience, you know, uh, a diversity of uh, of organizations on how, you know, on how to manage people and and, and be a leader for everyone. So um, that's pretty much my intro, right?
1: Alex is also the chair of the AML committee within FIBA. Um, so let's begin with, I guess, uh, a few questions. Like I said, Alex, I think for me, leadership is one of the mo- most important topics. Um, and really, like I said, in this industry or in any industry, if we wanna succeed, um, being a leader affects us all, um, affects who we work with, work for not only who we report to, but those who report to us, which I think is very important. Um, you know, Like I said, having, having a successful team and a team that can really help you and being able to retain that talent requires serious leadership skills, requires being able to empower them being able to help them grow, and then, you know, allow them to do what they are best at. So, you know, with that in mind, why do you think it's important to be a leader?
2: Well, you know, why it's important to be a leader is, you know, for me, it's very meaningful for the simple fact that um, mentoring a group of individuals that want to grow and giving them empowerment makes me feel good. And, and also I feel like I'm doing good for everybody that wants to progress in their careers. We all know that in compliance, um, our careers are always evolving. There's new things, new businesses, new organizations, new regulations that we need to follow. Um, so when you're managing a group of 20 plus sometimes, and you know whether they're full-time employees, part-time employees, and even consultants that we have to deal with in this industry, um, leading a team Um, is critical to having a successful compliance program. um, In compliance, there's so many regulations and we're always thinking about the regulations. And and I do think, I'm a big believer that our job function is about 20 to 30% dealing with regulations and laws. But I think a a majority of our, our, you know, the 70%, it's more with our team and dealing with our team and, and the interactions with everybody. Uh, so that you can make sure that you have a good, strong program, that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. People are learning new things that are happening. And me being the leader, you know, I can sit here and talk all day and tell people what to do and be a micromanager, which I'm not, and I don't believe in micromanaging. But um, I think it boils down to where you need to give people a little bit of of strength and power and their ability to want to learn Um, and, as a leader, show that you want to invest in your employees. And um, I do that whether it's through offering them any FIBA certifications, for example, FIBA webinars or conferences like that, um, and and showing them that it, they're not just stuck here inside a box, just doing alerts all day, uh, giving them the opportunity to be able to explore other functionalities uh, throughout the department. And um, I think that's part of, you know, I think that's why for me leadership is so important. It, it's, it's like I said, I think it's 70 to 80% of my job is my, my team and making sure that they're happy as much as I can, you know, with all the tools and resources that I have. And I think that's what makes me have a successful AML compliance program. Yes, we have policies in place. Yes, we have procedures in place. Yes, we have examiners and auditors that tell us that we do a satisfactory job. Uh, But honestly, all that would not be possible if I didn't have the team I have today, so.
1: You know, I think you mentioned something really important and it's that difference between being a boss and being a leader. Uh, You know, being a leader is empowering the people you're with. Um, But being a leader is also learning to manage difficult situations and situations like conflict. And that can be, be, like I said, with people that report to you and people who you report to, senior management. Um, And I don't think there is any place where or that lacks some sort of conflict. People are different. People have different personalities, uh, come from different backgrounds, uh, come from different experiences. So you, and and you have to create that harmony within, within your work as much as you can. Right. So a lot of that is, is, is managing those conflict situations that sometimes we tend to avoid because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for us, or it's uncomfortable for the person who you're having that conversation with. And we tend to avoid it, but a lot of times we have to address it if we want to move forward. Right. Um, so what do you think, or what are your, what, what have been your experiences, experiences or what is, you know, what kind of solutions do do you think are to managing those conflict situations, whether it's people that report to you or senior management?
2: That's a good question, Harry. And I mean, there's always different levels of, of conflicts. You know, there's very simple conflicts that can easily be nipped on the butt right away, simple meeting and discussions. And there's some that are a lot more technical where, you may need to involve human resources. And and I definitely use our human resources department, you know, often when I feel I need uh, to express how I'm going to uh, handle a situation, making sure I handle it properly. Um, Sometimes, even though the situation might happen at that very moment, I try not to tackle it at that very second. I kind of sit back, think about it, and kind of analyze how I'm going to handle the situation Sometimes if I handle the situation, and and again, this is me, Uh, I'm not speaking for everybody else, but sometimes handling the situation right on the heat of the moment is is not the right opportunity. Um, Things might not come out right. Maybe you miss something of the situation that happened and don't have all the facts at that very moment to make a a, a judgment call. Um, So for me, you know, I always like to go get a breather, whether it's walking out, closing myself in my office and just think of the situation maybe interviewing, uh, you know, the individuals involved separately. And then, you know, once I've come up with the facts, I can then see how to plan out the, you know, to, to solve the conflict. Um, and, and again, when you work with a team, you know, there's, and I'm not necessarily saying that my team is always in a conflict because they're not, but we do work in a department, by the way, that obviously we are, we're known to close accounts. You know, we're known to, to fight back on relationships that we don't want to do business with. So we're, we could be seen as that department. Oh, look at that department. They're always closing accounts on us. You know, they don't want to bother listening. And, you know, thankfully, that's not the case here. We have excellent relationships with our frontline, but then it could happen. It could happen. You know, you're always going to trigger somebody's nerve on a relationship that it's very meaningful to them. So it's not just internal situations. I think there's also external situations that happen outside the department. And I've always educated my team that we still have to handle those situations in a very professional manner. Me as their manager, I'm going to back them up 100%. And I I think that's something that's very important as as a team leader, as a supervisor, is to make sure you back up your employees. You know, don't throw your employees under the bus uh, in front of someone. If they did do something wrong and you feel it's something you may need to correct, you know, I think the corrective corrective action should be handled behind closed doors. Don't make that employee feel so bad in front of someone else under the conflict situation happening. You as a team leader kind of have to balance that out a little bit. You know, and 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 juggle a little bit, but at the end of the day, you know, if you are going to do any type of corrective action, I would highly recommend to probably do it behind closed doors. Um, doing it in front of a, a group of people is just going to create more embarrassment, and le- you're probably not going to have as much respect from your employee uh, uh, in in trying to solve a solution, and then they're not going to feel comfortable coming to you when they are involved in a, in a conflict of solution. Uh, excuse me in a conflictive situation. So that's kind of how I would juggle that. And, and, and if I can explain any better, I mean, again, and every conflict has different levels of conflict, um, but it all depends. And, and I would definitely use your human resources. You know, um, they're, they're very knowledgeable and and they can also help you make sure in today's world, there's a lot of legal, legal stuff that can happen. And so if it's something pretty serious, you may want to run it by them for, first before you, um, you know, execute as you had initially planned and make sure that you, yourself, especially if you're involved in the conflict yourself, make sure you're actually calm down, try not to do it at that very moment and and give it a break.
1: I, I would agree with you. And I, like you said, you know, I think running it through HR to make sure that, you know, you're making sure you're complying with, with company policy. And like you said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of regulations out there and there's a lot of, a lot of legal, um, you know, framework that we have to navigate, uh, especially in, in, you know, in this environment, this industry. Um, but again, you know, if, if, if for some reason, I think that if you don't get the, the, the support that you need from HR or because that, you know, you, you may be in a, in, a, in a work environment where, um, you know, HR may not be that knowledgeable in that part or may not be, have all of that. I think it's, it's important, you know, for yourself always to be professional and keep in mind, that you have to, you know, maintain a professional environment, and regardless of the situation, a, a you know, an environment of respect is is very important. That you know, no matter what it is, you still have to maintain that professional environment. So you know, that, I think that's always always a good advice. Um. So moving on to a very interesting topic is what the pandemic has you know, cost and how it has changed how we managed, how we manage teams. Um, Many of us had to go remote for a long time. Some of us still work remote, including me. Um, You know, from my experience, uh, when, when we moved into uh, digital, uh, most of my team was uh, already knew kind of what they had to do. Right. So it was, for us, it was actually a relatively easy transition. Um, you know, it was more of a continuation. You already know what to expect. Uh, Yes, there are some situations and motivating employees during pandemic and things like that are what come into mind. But also I can see challenges um, in a remote environment maybe when there's a lot of turnover uh, and maybe in training a new employee or maybe very specific situations. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about what your experience has been, and any any recommendations that you've learned through this through this process.
2: Uh, first of all, I mean the pandemic for any leader in, in 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 this world right now has been completely a new learning curve for for all of us. I mean, none of us went to school on how to handle a pandemic from a leadership perspective. I don't think any of us even expected this. So. Um, I don't think anybody can say that they have 50 years of experience on how to deal and lead, and lead during a pandemic. Uh, so I guess we're going to be future leaders that are going to tell the, the younger generations uh, how to, you know, how to how to work this out. But it definitely was challenging, and, and for many aspects, you know, you do have different styles of of, um, of 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 generations that are okay with working from home. You have the older model, I guess, or the more uh, vintage generation to, to be able not to use uh, such critical words, but the vintage generation where, you know, it's like, you're not going to, you know, if you're not here, it's you're, you're not working. So, you know, to find that balance, I think has been the biggest struggle. Um, we've all, we're all working from home, obviously, and we've all been able to do very well, thanks to technology. If this would have happened probably in the early 90s, I'm not sure how this would have worked. Um, because obviously in the early '90s, you know, Teams, Zoom, um, the, the laptops we have today did not exist and cannot handle probably what we're what we're using them for today. And um, a lot of banks were still even using paper. Uh, luckily, we've gone paperless in the last three to five years. But um, so those challenges, obviously, you know, thankfully technology helped us out a lot. But I think some of the bigger challenges that we're seeing today are. How do you keep that team culture that you had prior to the pandemic still going today? Um, And I think that's been a challenge. Uh, For me, it's been challenging. Um, Obviously, yes, it's nice to have webcam conferences and have, you know, meetings at least once or twice a week or as much as possible. Um, You know, still continue to have those celebrations, even though you're not doing birthday celebrations, for example, live. Try your best to still have them and maintain them on, on video calls. So I think those, those have been some of the challenges training. I agree with you, Harry, when you, a new hire, starting a new hire under this pandemic, it's just, it's so, it's so difficult to explain, man. I I really, at least me personally, I like to have that person in front of me and, and training at least for a few weeks face-to-face and until you feel comfortable and that employee, that new hire feels comfortable to be able to work on their own. You know, you still want to have a little bit of that human interaction with that person. First of all, the it's the welcoming process, you know? You want the employee to feel special, especially the new hire, and to feel like he's part of the team, you know? If you just walk into a department that is completely working outside, and you're going to start your first day working from home, and they're just talking to you through a video conference, that personal touch is still not there 100%. At least, that's my personal opinion. And by the way, I'm in the middle generation, so I'm not 100% for the stay at home, and I'm not also 100% for the full-time show you know, understand that I'm, I'm in between, but I still feel you need that human interaction. Um, so I guess thanks to technology, we've been able to kind of have a, a decent balance on that. Um, I think also in our industry, especially in compliance, it's very common to see banks having their compliance departments working offsite. And, and this was pre-pandemic, I mean, I, you know, I, I know that there's banks that have done that and they've been able to manage it well. Um, I have some employees that prefer working on site. They want to be seen. They want to grow. Um, they feel that if they're working from home, they're not seen enough. Maybe they get missed or, um, opportunities for training or for expanding their knowledge or careers get, uh, pushed to the side because they're not, you know, it's somebody that we're not seeing every day. And, um, so I do have some employees that they, they want to come in as much as possible and they prefer working on site. And, and I respect that. I, I respect that. Um, And then you have the ones that are okay with working from home that have added benefits, which I respect that too. It's another benefit. As you know, in this industry, the turnover is constant, especially here in South Florida. It's a, it's a very competitive industry. So if you can take advantage of the situation and and use it as an added benefit for your team, then great, you know? Um, But definitely it has been a big learning curve for all of us. We continue using technology today. Um, I'm sure Harry, you know, even visiting clients, you know, yes, it's much easier through video conference, but, um, there's nothing like having that human interaction and still trying to have at least a lunch once a month, whether it's at a park or trying to find, follow some of the CDC guidelines as best as possible and still continue to build that team culture that you have, um, and, 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 and motivate your employees, you know, um, I know a lot of us like to work from home, too, because you're in shorts all day or sandals and a T-shirt. And that's great, you know, but I think we all know that after a while it gets a little like too, you know, too repetitive. And it's, it's nice every now and then to throw on a suit and feel like you're walking through the door of the, of the bank, you know, with your suit on and, and nice shoes and stuff like that uh, instead of feeling sloppy all the time. So, you know, uh, I think finding ways and opportunities, whether it's having a, a, a virtual happy hour versus just having a, a virtual conversation, just like you and I are having a conversation like this. There's times that we'll tell you know, I'll call a meeting and the meeting is just they think it's probably going to be about production and it's not. It's just to let the, them start chit chatting. And honestly, when you do a meeting, let's say 9 a.m., everybody gets on and I I wait a little bit. I don't get on at nine. I'll get out like a 9:05. And when I get on, all I hear is like everybody duh, 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 just chit chatting away. And that's all I want to hear. I, I'm not I'm not doing a meeting for production. I just want to hear them talk so that they can see each other and talk to each other. Um, so you just have to be creative, man. It's it's being creative, uh, testing out certain situations, talking to one another, not just inside your network, but outside your network. Like I can probably call you and say, hey, Harry, what are you doing, man? Like, Give me some ideas, man. I'm out of ideas. You know, what are you doing to your team? Um, so I think even us as leaders trying to help each other out is, is important. I know that from a CEO level, I can hear my CEO tell me that they all call each other, you know, although they're competitors, at the end of the day, they're still human beings and they talk to each other about what is your bank doing? What is your bank doing, you know? And so if there's that communication at the CEO level, I mean, why couldn't there be that communication between all of us here as leaders, so. No, oh, I,
1: I agree with you hundred percent. And, you know, that, that interaction, I, you know, I think I, we're meant to have that inter- inter- interaction, all of us, right? And, you know, if, if, you're at home alone, it couldn't, you know, it can make that feeling of the pandemic worse. And that's why, you know, just meetings like, like, like this, that we're having you and I, you know, it, it definitely makes every, you know, makes it easier. And then again, communicating, we, we talk, I, you know, I, Alex, you and I talk once in a while and we talk about sometimes compliance stuff. If we need to, um, you know, so that's, that's a great communication. And I think, like you said, if, If we were in the '90s, I I don't think (laughs) I'm not. I don't know what would have happened. I mean, the show always goes on, but it it would have been interesting. Uh, You know, and and I think you're right. And one one of the points that I think you're right, and it's harder. And I can you know say it from experience. For example, I recently changed jobs, right? And I I was working remote because of the pandemic, and now I'm working remote again. But because I was able to you know, visit, uh, you know, other, other people within my organization, meet the offices, meet the people. I work remote mostly because my headquarters is in another state, but, you know, traveling and meeting and getting some of that in-person connection, in-person training, in-person information about, you know, my company, that definitely helps. And that makes, you know, completely different. And then, you know, now that I go back to working remote, at least I have that, right? And you build that trust, you build that connection from the beginning, you know, which allows you to, you know, you know, better do your work remotely. Um, So yeah, that's, that's, that's very interesting. Um, So another very interesting topic is, and I guess it's, it's in, in line also with this, is in line with this and in line with, again, continuation. How do you, you know, how do you keep your employees motivated? Um, You know, whether it's, you know, we have two situations here. We have, for example, the pandemic and you're losing that touch that, you know, that seeing other people and that interaction. So, you know, in a way you want to keep people motivated on that. And then you also have, you know, individuals that have maybe been in your company for a while, and you know, at, at first, everything is you know everything's new, everything's different. But also, um, you know, as years progress, you have to keep those employees motivated. And there's there's a lot of employees that need that field to progress, to see new things, to do things different, um, because they want to grow. And you know, how do you how are you able to you know motivate employees and you know avoid maybe? I mean, going to a different institution, I mean, if they go for a better position, it is what it is and it's good for them. They grow. But you also want to try to retain them as much as possible uh, because you want to retain your talent as much as you can. And one of the hardest things is retaining talent because talent will always want more. Talent will always want to succeed. Talents will always want to grow. So how do you maintain that motivation?
2: Uh, Harry, um talent is very difficult to retain. I mean, and, and uh, especially in our industry here in South Florida, as you know, uh, there's a lot of competitive banks, as I mentioned before. So that is something that's very challenging, but, like, you know, you do the best you can as a leader. I remember back in the days and during my young leadership days, when somebody would resign on me, I, I remember getting upset or like frustrated over it, you know, and, and, and I guess I saw it more as a, as a failure. I saw myself as a failure, I guess. And I've learned through the you know through the years, now that I've been managing for such a long time, that it's not, it's not failure, it's not um it's not anything that I did wrong. It's just that's how it is. That's this, that's this industry and this business that we're in. All I can do is keep my head up high and know that I did everything for that individual um and that the next step that they're taking is because of opportunities that I've hopefully helped them get and helped them and, and train them, give them certifications, motive and motivate them. Uh, to learn certain new things, um, and that's why they're they're chosen to to succeed. And you know, I look back today, and a lot of the people that are that are no longer working with me right now in in U.S. Century Bank and have moved on to other job functions or have all been very successful. Um, you know, nobody's come back to tell me, you know, what I, I completely failed. You know, everybody's been a complete success. So, uh, you know, I started looking at it from a positive perspective and saying, you know, they're obviously moving on, but you know they're doing better and I'm proud to say that I was part of that that success that they've had. So I think to motivate your employees, I think you need to give them some empowerment sometimes. Um, I think you have to give the opportunity to give them trainings, certifications, show them that you're willing to invest on them, invest in them, excuse me. You also have maybe some employees that want to learn some leadership stuff that actually have the, the ability to lead. Um, so give them the opportunity to explore certain leadership stuff. You know, it's okay to delegate work. I, I I believe you need to delegate. There's no way I can do everything. If there is definitely no way I can do everything there. It has to be delegated, whether it's logistics of a system or a monitoring software. And, you know, sometimes you might think you're throwing them to the wolves, but I have employees that probably never touched the monitoring system in their life. And, you know, I want them to, and I give them the opportunity to, and explain to them that they're going to make mistakes, but out of those mistakes they're going to learn things that are that's going to benefit them forever Uh, you and i know implementing any kind of a system whether it's a monitoring system a kyc system takes time takes knowledge takes experience takes room for error you need to you need to fail sometimes in order to get the system up and running Um, so those are all things that i learned that's how i got to where i'm at today Um, you know so i think giving other employees that opportunity to also experience those situations um, you know, not too long ago, I had a, an employee mentor someone and you know a, a new hire. and uh, as they're mentoring them, you know, I saw that they did such an awesome job in the mentorship and their leadership towards mentoring this new hire that I gave that employee the opportunity to do the ninety day evaluation for that employee. Obviously, I oversee that ninety day evaluation, but I wanted that employee who was the mentor to to feel like, oh wow, he's asking me to do a ninety day evaluation. So you know this is a big step. this is. This is a big step to leadership, and everybody here knows that, for me, evaluations are very important in management. Another opportunity to motivate and and take the opportunity to teach others is through the evaluation. When you have those evaluation meetings, um, you should use that opportunity to, uh, you know, congratulate them if they're doing a good job. uh, Or if they need help with something, that is the opportunity for you to coach them and get them to that next level and get them the tools and resources they need to, to be successful. Um, so I, I, definitely think that evaluations are, uh, an important factor in motivating besides celebrating and we're big here in celebrating. And if anybody's ever worked with me, you know, we try our best to always celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, you know, uh, or whatever the case might be. Um, you know, I have employees I've known for a very long time, seen them from getting married to having kids, you know, so, um, I think all those are opportunities for celebration also. Yeah. So good times and bad times. We're here together more than we are sometimes at home. So you need to make this feel like home sometimes.
1: Yeah, and I I agree with you. And, you know, I recap two of those important points. One, I think it's empowerment. And that really will help you retain talent. Um, Like you said, it's impossible to manage everything. And from my experience, what I've seen is uh, empowering people really motivates them. And you, a lot of times, become surprised of how much they can accomplish. Uh, So it's a benefit for you. It's a benefit for them. They grow. uh, Your organization benefits. You benefit. And the second thing is those, I think those evaluation reports are also extremely important. And why? Because I think it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity, yes, like you said, to congratulate. But it's also, I think, an opportunity to like you said, work with those individuals that are maybe having trouble or that need resources and really be able to talk to them and more than be like, you didn't do this, or you didn't do that. It's more of understanding what's happening. Um, Maybe, maybe it could be that they're lacking a tool or lacking knowledge in something very specific. Um, It could be, it could be a, a number of things. And I think, you know, it, what, what those evaluation reports do is give you that opportunity where you're not just, hey, calling you up and they're maybe getting defensive, thinking that you're calling them out on, on something. It's maybe, it's, it's, they know that it's a space for that and it's a space for you as the leader to communicate and to help your employee on what, on what they need. Um, so those are great
2: points. And, and two things here, Harry, that you just mentioned, you said, you know, you'd be surprised, you know, what they can do through empowerment. And I agree with you hundred percent. You'd be surprised. But what I've learned the most lately is I think they get surprised that they actually exactly. were able to, do which is to me is the most rewarding part. You know, yes. I, if I'm giving them the opportunity to do that, it's because I know they have the ability of doing it. They just don't see it. A lot of times employee don't realize that they have that capability. And when they finish the project or the assignment or the task that I was given, and they come to tell you, I can't believe I did that. And I'm like, yeah, I, mean, I knew you had the capability of doing it, but to see that they're surprised from that is, that's probably the rewarding part of the situation. So I wanted to, to, to mention that. And the other part that I did want to mention that you just said now about evaluations, and I agree with you 100%, to me evaluations are, that is the, the pivotal moment to make sure you recap uh, the year um, but it's also very important to, to, to acknowledge them throughout the year. You know uh, there's times that I'm, you know, I'm driving on, on the way home and I'm stuck on traffic and I'll just send random text messages to some of my employees. Hey, great week. You know, thanks for everything. Nice job on this, you know, emails, teams, messages, uh, feel free to use just, you know, like sometimes they want to see those things or just walking across the, the, the department and just say great job, you know, or nice work or, you know, how's it going? And, and I mean, when you walk in the morning saying good morning, speaking to them, you know, we're all human. We're all human. So, uh, you know, I try my best not to walk in and just seem like a snob and close my door and not deal with anybody. That 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 definitely does not work, by the way, at all. And, you know, I've always treated everybody fairly. And whether it's the janitor, you know, the person that cleans here versus obviously the executives, you know, I still treat them the same. Still, They still get my good morning. They still get my how you doing and so on and so forth. So, um, I think those are two important factors I wanted to add to that.
1: And like you said, um, you know, it's, it's not just the once a year in the evaluation. One thing you have to make sure is that you're giving constant feedback. And when someone does something right, make sure you do it. You think it's silly sometimes, but it's not, it really is acknowledgement that they did something right. And sometimes they'll say to me, like, I remember they'll say, Hey, good job. Right. It's just example. It's just my job. No, there's many ways that people can do your job. And there, if you're doing something correct, it's my job to acknowledge that you're doing correct, just like it's my job to acknowledge if, if something's not being done correct, but if something's being done correct, even if it's a simple good job, it, it it's it's rewarding to them, you know, and it's rewarding to everyone. And and, and they understand that it, what they're doing is is a good is a good, you know, it's a good job, is it, it, is something that is is maybe more than expected. Okay. So I think just to wrap it up, um, what advice uh, can you give to those in leadership today and the future leaders?
2: You know, um, I can give a lot of advice, but, um, you know, respect is very important for me and, 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 and loyalty. Um, I had a teacher in sixth grade and she always went by the golden rule. And, you know, to her, the, the golden rule was very important. And life lesson and treating others how you wish to be treated. And um, I think it's very important if you want to earn that respect from your employees is to treat them the same way. Uh, I would never treat them or, or I hope I don't treat them in any way that they would feel that they're any less, um, you know, and I, I want them to know that we are successful because of all of them. You know, it's not me. Uh, I mean, I don't have to go to the board and shine. I, I you know, if I go to report something to the board, that someone in my department did, they're going to get a hundred percent credit for it. I don't, I don't have to sit there and go to the board. Oh, look what I did. You know, I I don't need to do that. I, I can always go to the board respectfully and say X, Y, Z person did this. And, and because of them, we're saving this amount of money or because of them, you know, they found this type of activity. And, and, um, so I think it's a matter of respect and earning that respect from your team. And I'm going to have to use the word respect a lot in, in this situation, but, you know, and, and listen, I'm not perfect. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I am not perfect. Um, but it is something that I try my best to work on always as a leader um, and and stand up for your team. You know, if, if you watch any football, you know, you know, and, and look at the quarterback and the coaches and, you know, sometimes you. And when I'm watching football, I, I feel like I feel I feel the way that they feel, you know, and, and having that team um, and um, and making quick decisions and and, you know, doing what's best for your team and making sure your team shines bright all the time. Um, so, you know, that's probably some of the feedback I can give. I mean, you can go on talking about management for hours. I know this is a short podcast, so I don't want to take up a lot of the time, but um, I, I, I definitely want to you with that.
1: You, you touched on an excellent point, and it's giving credit where credit is deserved. Uh, you know, whether you're talking to the board or whoever it is, it is that respect, and like you said, you earn that respect. So, giving that respect and, 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 and acknowledging, you know, not taking credit when someone else did it is the best way you can respect those, those individuals and help them grow. So, I mean, I agree with that 100%. And, you know, thank you, Alex. This has been a great podcast. Not
2: a problem. Uh, thank you for having me on, by the way, Harry. I appreciate it.
1: David, any last words?
0: no thank you harry thank you alex for sharing your perspectives uh alex you know interesting because of course uh, you are young but you've had a long career already so i think you've picked up and and shared with our audience some very good lessons you know always keep it professional Uh, that is extremely important from the get-go you want to be professional and create that team environment Because at the end of the day, it's a team. This is one institution under one name, under one umbrella. So you have to encourage that fact. And you do that how? Communication. You know, I think Alex, you hit on all of the key points there. And communication, not just within the department, but with the other departments. Conveying that message, getting that message across that you are a team and you all need to work together. Uh, to make it better. I like your idea of a virtual happy hour. Uh, I think that's a great idea. Um, You know, probably not enough people are doing it, but it is a great way to keep your people, you know, engaged. You know, they still feel like even though they're working remotely from home, that they are part of a team. They are part of an institution. Uh, I also like your comment uh, about the first time somebody resigned, somebody left and you felt like you were the failure. But no, People have career paths, people are looking for uh, new challenges. So that's not on you, Uh, you know, and and really it's as much empowerment and as much education as you might give them, uh, they still may seek other avenues. So that's one of the lessons, as you said, learned as a leader. Now employee leaving is not a failure on your part. So I think, you know, you both shared a lot of great perspectives for our audience, whether they're you know, next-gen, just starting out in the industry and understanding uh, how to work in the environment, or whether you're in leadership and learning those lessons of how to manage, not only a team, but to manage your interactions with executives. So thank you both again uh, to our audience, check back. Uh, this is part of a series. So you'll be seeing announcements on other podcasts to come, and I'm sure they'll be just as interesting as this one. So everybody stay safe, and we'll see you all again soon. Thank you. Thank you very much.